This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The Associated Press Top 25 is out. Can I get a drum roll, please? There you go. There's your drum roll. Uh, no real surprise at the top. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Alabama 3. Florida State is up to 4. From where were they? 8. Ohio State is 5. Notre Dame is 10. 10th ranked Notre Dame will be at NC State on Saturday at noon at Carter-Finley Stadium. Carolina's up to 17. Duke is at 21. Colorado, by the way, 22. Clemson, 25. That is quite the tumble for the, like, wait a second. They did not lose to a like a bunch of marshmallows, right? <laughs> Duke's good. Where do you where you been? Yeah. Anyway, Duke's twenty one, Clemson is twenty five, but Carolina's up to seventeen. Let's check in with our friend Al Hood from Tar Heel Blog. Uh, appreciate your time, man. Um, big good win, very good win over South Carolina. Did it surprise you that my biggest takeaway was the man Tar Heels defense looks pretty good. I still can't believe I what I saw. I mean, we're about 72 hours later, and I'm really – I'm still somewhat shocked at, at just how good everything ended up for Carolina. I mean, in the end, if you think about it, if, you th- if you'd actually dug into South Carolina and you realized that Rattler was not a running quarterback and that they had no running game to speak of last year, you and you have months to game plan for it, then it – puts it into a little bit of a different perspective, but how many times did Carolina know exactly what the team is going to do to them and they still right. couldn't stop them? So um, it's it's a credit to the – I mean, it really is a credit to the defense. It's credit to the players who executed it, and it's credit to the game plan that Chizik and his staff had. They just put pressure on Rattler and just continuously made him work for every yard that he got. Yeah. Al Hood from Tar Heel Blog is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. Al B. Hood on Twitter. Here's the, the the thing that changes it for me, though, is that it wasn't just that North Carolina was good against the run. It was that they really eliminated the run mm-hmm. from South Carolina's equation. 20 rushing yards on 18 rushing attempts. Free, kick the sacks out. the Because sa- the sacks right. make it seem it was negative two rushing yards. But it was the fact that South Carolina had like one rush, maybe two rushes, in excess of five yards. There was nothing there. So I think they and just eliminated those, it. Right. I was going to say a couple of those excess rushes were from Rattler, who was scrambling for his life. Right. Um, yeah. It, it. They By the second half, I'm trying to remember correctly. I mean, and part of that was down, but it was to the fact that they were down by 17. But by the time Carolina got up by 17, South Carolina could just completely abandon that run game, which of course makes it easier on the defense because yes. then we know you know you're not going to be running, and that's when they started pack. That's when they started piling up all of those sacks. I mean, and it, it again, you know, Mac has said it. You've played the you've played the clip a dozen times. We're we're at the beginning of year two under Chiswick. The guys that are playing have the experience of playing. It is starting to show, and they've got some they've got some new guys on that line. That have experience that have uh, that have put that push, and it took some. It took a lot of pressure off of the secondary, which was right. huge. 
Yeah, look, I sometimes it's hard to know how guys are listed, uh, but uh, <laughs> came, no, seriously, because guys who are linebackers are really edge rushers. They're not necessarily defensive linemen. Like Rucker was good. Gainer, who uh, had some some good moments and some like okay, what were you thinking moments? Uh, Cedric Gray was good. Whistle to whistle. He was just great all game long. Power Eccles, also a very good player. There there just were a lot of guys that maybe people weren't as familiar with but hadn't been used to seeing them be impact players like this. There were just a lot of guys like that that just jumped off the screen to me. But there are still the issues in coverage, which I guess are mm-hmm. understandable based on new corners, young players, uh, but that's got to get corrected probably before this week. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. And that's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look box at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be playing, a, they're obviously going to be playing a, a team that now knows where Carolina's weakness is. I mean, it's not like it was that hard to know what Carolina's weakness was, but um, App State's going to be playing a, a junior college quarterback that came in in the second half uh, last weekend. Didn't throw for much, but when he threw, it was for touchdowns. Right. Um, and Rattler, even though he didn't throw for a passing touchdown, um, knew where the weakness was on that defense. I think Holloway yeah. was the guy who seemed to be continually just picked on, no matter where yeah. he ended up getting thrown at on the field. He was just thrown at. So that's where the biggest adjustment on the secondary is going to be. And you know, a lot of that, a lot of that is for the, uh, a lot of that. It, had to do with the last second adjustment they had to do. You know, you've got an experienced cornerback that's all of a sudden out for the season and you find that out the week of and you're having to you're having to adjust on the fly. So I wouldn't be surprised if they figure out a different way to kind of hide Holloway a little bit. The, he thought he was going to be coming in for just a few plays and he ends up having to play the whole game. Right. But um, you know, obviously that you know the secondary's problems haven't been totally corrected. But glass half full, like I said, they didn't get a pick. That's the that's the empty part. Half full. They also didn't allow for a passing touchdown. Like Rattler was in second, third, and fourth and longs, and didn't and for the most part didn't convert them. And last year you couldn't say that. So Al Hood from Tar Heel Blog is joining us here from SB Nation on the Adam Gold Show. Um, on the other side of the ball, um, North Carolina goes into a game without their two best receivers. Of course, we've uh, you and I have uh, at least chatted about this on Twitter or X, whatever we're calling it now. Uh, and <laughs> I wish, and I said this before, and you were privy to the conversation, I wish that North Carolina would have just thumbed their nose at the NCAA and put Tez Walker on the field. He's going at some point to be eligible. I don't think the NCAA can get around that. He's going to be allowed to play at some point this season, hopefully it's this week. Um, you know, I give the kid just a ton of credit for handling it with class 
and his parents and his grandmother were at the game on Saturday night. I just wish they would have been able to watch him play. One hundred percent agree with you. I'm mad. I I posted an article. I just I I I've had that opinion for the longest time. I just waited until Friday to post it because I wanted to give the NCAA as much right. credit or not credit. Forget that. As much time to actually have him play. Um, and then obviously once it became clear that wasn't going to happen, that's, you know, I, I put it out there too. Carolina, the thing is Carolina has fought the NCAA before. I'm not going to relitigate what happened the last de- decade. 2010, right. Very short version of it is that once the, uh, you referenced 2010 earlier, once they got a new chancellor, once they, Bubba Cunningham came in and they switched their strategy to where they were saying, okay, you know what, forget this, we're going to actually right. fight this and this is not – this is not what the rules should be. This is once they once they changed tactics and went on the offense and stopped just saying, "Okay, fine, we'll cooperate. Whatever you'll do." <laughs> they won, yeah. you know. So now, what I will say about this, and and obviously, when you put something out there, you're going to get you're going to hear the other side of it from people who actually believe it or not will be rational online. Sure. The one, the one. The one strike against it, and I do, I do get where Carolina is coming from on this. Uh, believe, and someone posted this on Twitter. There was a similar situation with Memphis in 2019 with Weissman. They assumed it was BS. Uh, Penny was Penny was going to play him anyway. Played him anyway. He ended up getting a longer. He ended up being out for longer because the NCAA was upset that they had their their they had their noses thumbed at it. Right. And you take that with the fact that his final appeal, the final appeal, isn't going to be from NCAA bureaucrats. It's going to be from actual people that work in the college game. You can understand why Carolina wants to go through like every single part of the process and make it look like they're not trying to thumb their nose at the pro- at the process but call to the call to why Tez's situation is ridiculous. I agree with you. He was going to play he's going to play anyway. Why make him sit on the sideline to where he can't play in front of his friends and family? I'm just saying I hear the other side of the I hear the other side of the argument. No, I I understand um and I I agree with that. I just think that at some point it becomes about the player, not the program. And North Carolina's mm-hmm. history has been to protect the program at the expense of the player. That's been until, as you point out, Bubba Cunningham somehow managed to uh, to convince the NCAA that, you know what, those classes, they might not have been rigorous, but they were classes. And you know and what? Listen, let's be find the line. Yeah, I mean, let, and let's right? let's also make sure let's let's pay attention to the rhetoric that's come out of Carolina. Yes, they should have played them, but it's not like Carolina has been sitting back and just saying, "Oh, well, we'll just wait to see whatever the NCAA does. Right. We'll see whatever it does." They stuck a Tez Walker ch- jersey on Eric Church. They right. <laughs> talked. Ex- they they've talked extensively with. Um, with media members to where they got the rant from Sean McDonough on the ABC broadcast about it. Mac has said it about every public, said something about it in every public appearance that he's done. Drake may came out with the Jersey reverse saying (laughs) Tez Walker on it to make it very clear where he stood on it. So, you know, there's their social media, the, the Carolina players are saying free Tez. So like, they're not putting a button on this issue. They're just saying, Hey, we're going to do this. And then yesterday in his press conference, Mac did refer to legal action. For whatever reason, he isn't. And I think you, I think you called this out that 
and I know Judge Bob Orr said something about it too, yeah. that if if for whatever reason he gets appealed, that's when they're going to go through the legal route. So Carolina's not exactly staying quiet on this to say, oh yeah, whatever the NCAA decides. Should they do more? Is is it there's still there's still that program over the player protection aspect? Yes, and I fully acknowledge that. But but they're also not exactly being quiet about it either. No, they, they're not. And uh, Mac Brown a couple of weeks ago specifically called out Charlie Baker as though Charlie Baker is making this ruling. But I'm sure Charlie Baker knows who would be making the ruling, and I'm sure that he has his phone number. Or her phone number. Yeah. And a call should be... I just don't... There's no logical reason why he's not eligible at all. Just as I can't I can't come up with a logical one. And I know it's been pointed out, well, he shouldn't have taken recruiting visits to Penn State and Rutgers. Um, last I checked, both of those places were closer than Kent, Ohio. But it doesn't really matter. We're just... At this point now, we're just looking for... He should be eligible. End of discussion yeah. uh, on all exactly. of that. Uh, all right, well, uh, Tar Heels have two difficult games coming up, App and Minnesota, and then the trip to Pitt should be an interesting month. Al Hood, I appreciate your time. We'll talk again very soon, my friend. Sounds good, Adam. Talk to you later. You got it. Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. 